Hey, once again, it's D from Black Girls Do Everything. Oh, I got to turn the radio off. Violation of the code. So you guys know that we really need to focus on self-care. I was away and that's primarily what I focused on is just trying to get my mental health stable and my relationships and just taking care of myself, which I don't do when I'm home because I'm a gatekeeper. Many of you out there are also gatekeepers. So you know what I mean when I say that everyone comes to you. Everyone needs your help. Everyone asks you questions. And it gets so cloudy in your life because you're so busy taking care of so many other people. And then I have people in my family with mental illness. I can't withdraw from them. I can't not be there for them. And sometimes that gets really overwhelming. I had a really bad day today with my adult child who is mentally ill and um, mentally deficient. I don't even know how to put it politely. Um, She was one pound, 11 ounces at birth. I've shared before that I'm working on a nonfiction book about my journey with this extreme preemie, but she suffered brain damage and some parts of her are extremely high functioning and others are not. So I, I have to get wrapped up in her life and in her drama and her not understanding something and running with it. And it wore me out today. You know, a lot of times I can just manage, but today it just seemed completely overwhelming to me. Um, I came back home to New York from Florida with a UTI. For those of you who've never had one, a urinary tract infection. While I was in Florida, my physician here in New York refused to send me a script. So I had to wait until I got back. So what I did while I was there was treat it homeopathically, but I didn't treat it for long enough. Any of you who know anything about Golden Seal know that it's an herbal antibiotic, probiotic, and it's hit or miss how long you need to take it. If you take it for too long, you kill off too much good bacteria. So I did it for five days because I haven't used it for like 10 or 15 years, and I needed to take it for maybe two more days. But it got me home. And then the medication, nitro, whatever, whatever the bad symptoms are for that one, I had them. So I just am now off of it from Thursday. Today is Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday. So I'm not fully myself yet. I'm, I'm so happy to not be in pain and discomfort anymore, but I have no idea what I did. I mean, they say it's food or maybe you wear your pants are too tight. I did buy a cheap uh, short set polyester set, but I don't remember eating anything I shouldn't have. But any of you who've ever had a UTI know it's painful. And then you take the medication that's painful on your stomach. You know, it's like nothing I did coated my stomach the way I needed it to be coated. So, um, you know, those were just the things that I was dealing with and still trying to recuperate from that. I'm a long hauler from COVID. I had COVID in uh, January 2020. I have lupus And the combination of all these things can be extremely draining. And having an illness pop up definitely did not serve me any purpose. But, 
you got to deal with what you got to deal with. That's just how life is. Things just keep coming and coming and coming. And some things, most things, you just, you know, hold on to your faith and you pray yourself through it and you reach out to your close friends for encouragement. And, and those are the things that you need to do. Someone said to me on this trip that I was prideful because I don't like to reach out to people and ask for help. And I had to stop and think about it because it really hurt when they said it. I mean, hurt brought me to tears. No, God, I prideful and vain are the two things that I don't ever want to ever be associated with me. But I had to explain to them, people don't just help me. You know what I mean? They come to me because they're in need. You know, the spirit sends them to me because they need something. And so it's not my pride that didn't make me reach out. I thought about you know, all the circumstances. And I just decided that that wasn't appropriate for that moment. So that's what we all have to manage. You know, it's, it's all about juggling the balls and keeping the ones that need to be in the air up in the air and the ones that are moving back and forth between our hands in motion. But it's a constant, constant motion and it can be overwhelming. And so that's one of the things that we are going to talk about every month how do we make it better? How do we encourage one another? How do we encourage ourselves? What can you do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis to help you keep all of these balls in the air, to keep all of the plates spinning that you got spinning, to, to keep ahead of the bills, to, to try to build up a savings, to, to set short-term goals and long-term goals and and don't just let your dreams go, uh, as Pop would say, by the way of Sandusk. <laughs> and Sandusk is actually a place in Ohio. But um, getting off that tangent, let's focus on shoring up our mental health if we feel like we have good mental health, uh, healing things that need to be healed if we have openings that need healing, and also putting out positive energy for others because in our taking care of ourselves we can show others how important it is and hopefully help them make that same decision to make themselves and their mental health and their stability and their general physical health a priority we must learn to prioritize it's not being selfish taking care of yourself is not an option it's a necessity. I'm going to take a short break and come right back. Okay, it's Dee and I'm back. Um, my last podcast was about pride. And... I am so strong, I have strong opinions about it because I see people getting killed for being who they are. Uh, the numbers of trans women of color that get murdered is staggering. And all people that walk that life often live in fear and walk in danger because of foolishness. It's foolishness to me. And a lot of people use religion as the thing to carry that baton or that bat. So 
I realized a week or so after that podcast that my pastor had listened to the podcast because of what he preached about. (laughs) And one of the things he spoke about was misinterpretation of the scripture. So I'm not a biblical scholar. I've studied the Bible, but I'm not a scholar. So I will have to just let him have that. My main point was that I don't believe that the church should beat on people who are living their best lives the best way that they can. I don't think that it was appropriate for an evangelist to walk up to a sister who has a semi-study look in church and call her out because you don't know what she's doing. And if you're going to call her out, then you need to call out all the other hypocrites, the adulterers, the this, the that, the this, that you know is going on the same way. Not just from the pulpit. If you're going to come off the pulpit and walk up to somebody and call them out, then you need to do the same thing to the rest of them. That's just how I feel about it. I don't see that that's even necessary. And maybe that's why I'm moving towards a church that is more open and accepting and understanding and um, and I'm not going to go on and on about this, but I just need those people in my realm who call themselves Christians to just be aware of how much damage their tongue can cause to happen and how much pain and suffering people are going through. People are committing suicide. Children are committing suicide. I still contend that God doesn't make mistakes. I still contend that we don't know what happens in the womb, that people feel this way, that they were born this way. And um, when I see the extreme measures that some people go to to become who they feel that they are inside, so their inside matches the outside, I just pray for them. You know, that's between them and God. And I wish them the best, but I don't want or wish for anyone to feel like life is not worth living because it is. In the next moment, after you've done that horrible deed, things can change completely. So, you know, you're giving a permanent solution to a temporary situation. And that's what suicide is. So that was what I was speaking to. And I will maintain that this podcast is my opinion. And so if you don't agree with me, you don't agree with me and that's fine. And you have the opportunity to come on the podcast and talk to me about it. You have an opportunity to leave messages in the Anchor app or in the Spotify app. And, you know, let me know. You can email me or you can message me on Facebook through Black Girls Do Everything. And so change the subject. (laughs) Um, I have been working on my writing, which I have shared, which is one of my not even basic dreams, but the foundation of who I am is that I write. So I came across a group called 20 books to 50,000 or 50k. And they have a different philosophy. The person, the people who founded it, Michael Anderley is, is one of the primaries. Um, he just came up with a new way of looking at the business of writing, publishing, and making money at it. Looking at what his goal was, short-term, long-term goal was, and what he thought he had to do to achieve it. 
And so I find that this group, which is a nonprofit, that there are many people in there who have gotten to $50,000 prior to their 20th book. And it's no get rich quick scheme. It's hard work. You have to be able to write. If you don't, if you're not a writer, then your stuff is probably not going to sell. So this has to be really your groove that you either are in or want to get in or whatever. So I'm following this and um, some of the methodology and just trying to learn because I can write like I can talk, but I see the business side being extremely complicated because I'm just starting to understand how much it requires and how much I need to have set up that as my books start to flow, I don't have to do this basic uh, make a landing page where, you know, I have my author picture. I tell you my author information. I'm collecting emails from people who like the kind of stories that I write and exchange. I'm offering them some free written material so they can see what it is I write, how I write. And if they like it, then they will be notified when my stuff starts to come out. You know, already I have 40 journals up on Amazon. If you search under my name, Dorothy Huffman, H-U, you will come across them. But now I am working on an epic urban fantasy. And in my head, these characters have been talking for a very long time. And it's such a joy and a relief to get them on paper and see them come to life. And if you want to share that journey with me, Lady D's reading joint is on Facebook. And that is where my reader friends are coming together, some to help me go through the process because I do need alpha and beta readers, more beta readers um, that read chapters and get back to me about, you know, missteps that I may have taken that I can't see. And um, I'm going to be building a group of ARC, which is a advanced readers copies where in exchange for reading the book and picking up the typo that I may have seen a hundred times but I didn't catch because I know the story in my head and when I'm reading it I might pass these things by and you know words like there there and there two two and two it's very easy to type them in and then um, my iPad program is not going to catch it or on my laptop the uh, word or actually I'm using Google Docs now might not catch it so I'm going to have at least 10 or 15 people to read it in the week before it's going to publish as an ebook and what you get for helping me do that is a free copy of the book so and I will connect you in other groups to other writers so you can you know, test and see, test the waters and see what it is you like and see if there are other writers that you would also be willing to read for and post a review after you've read the book um, when they ask you to, you know, on launch day or within that first launch week. So um, that's what I, I focused on a lot in this trip. I was doing the master class with um, Walter Mosley, one of my favorite authors, and um, he suggests daily writing. He suggests 
a thousand words a day. I usually do more than that. I, I'm trying to give myself a 5,000 words a week uh, minimum. But, you know, books are 80, 90, 100,000 words. So I'm going to have to pick that pace up a little bit to, to work in this uh, system, this 20 book system. But I feel a renewal of my spirit because I'm functioning in my purpose for my life. And so that's where this was all going to. What is the purpose for your life? What has the spirit told you that you should be doing? I know part of my purpose is to make these quilts for Project Linus and for the homeless that I've been doing for years and COVID has slowed us down. But that is part of my service. Being of service is that God has given me the gift to do that. Part of it also is that I do a monthly class, something to do with quilting or arts and um for $10. And that is another way that I give back and help other people, especially people now who are stuck inside because of COVID and need, you know, a little extra stimulation and they want to connect to people. So they connect in these, these classes. So you have to really look at what your purpose is and it's there. It's there in the thing that you love the most. And I'm not talking about the bad things, not necessarily the bad things, but the addictive things. I'm talking about something that really makes your heart sing that you do in service to others. Okay. So once you figure that out, then we work on short-term and long-term goals. Because even with my quilting, it's such an expensive hobby that I have that um, I have to set aside funds to do this. So, you know, when you're living on a limited income, when you're raising kids, when you're working, you know, I belong to a mommy's group on Facebook and they're like, you know, when do you write? When the kids go to take a nap, you know, a lot of kids are home being homeschooled and, you know, all of those things play into how do you do what it is you need to do. And you can do it. I mean, I saw people when I wasn't writing daily, like I am now, or editing. Um, I saw people talking about walking with the stroller, writing while they were walking through the park with the babies. And I was just like, that, that is not me. Okay. (laughs) I, I had to wait until those babies got stabilized and out of my way. I did work on my nonfiction, which I had hoped to have out by Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's going to happen. The editing process has caused me to come up with more stuff to put in there. So, um, I may. I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen. I need 30 days prior to it minimum in my mind to do set up a pre-order on um, Amazon. So I will have to have decided by the 1st of October if I can make this push. And if my editors can and beta readers can roll with me, you know, and get stuff back to me in a week to 10 days and not hold on to stuff for a whole month. So, you know, it, it it's... It's like I said a few minutes ago, it's a business. Writing is, is a business as well as my love and my joy. I have my, my pet project that I most likely will not make any money on. But 
it's to help other people who have been through this journey or on this journey or need assistance. And, you know, sometimes you get stuck when you're a parent of a child with a disability. It can be very overwhelming. So once the book is out, then I can work on the journal to go with that. But in the meantime, I have these other stories going on in my head. So I know that whatever your calling is, it's calling you like writing is calling me. Like these stories and these characters are calling me. And so it's not that difficult to figure out what it is, but how you're going to go about it can be another issue altogether. And I'm here to share that through it all, you still have to take care of yourself. You still have to keep your mental health a priority. You still have to keep your physical health a priority. We only get one body and one life. This is a very short time. Even if you live to be a hundred, it's still in the, the, you know, in the scheme of things, the overall scheme of things, a hundred years is not a lot. Okay. So you have to take care of yourself as best you can you while taking care of everybody else as well. So that's basically my thing for this month. I've had a couple of people tell me do this twice a month and maybe in the new year that will be um, one of my goals. But and also, you know, because the holidays are coming, I always try to do something um, around the holidays to uplift people because everybody, the holidays is not a joyful, gleeful time. So I always want to uplift you at that time and and encourage you to uplift yourself and do the things that are going to help you get through. So that is my spiel for August. This is the 31st. If I can't get this out tonight, it will be out this week. And you can contact me through Black Girls Do Everything on Facebook. Uh, There is uh, a way to contact me here on the Anchor app, on the Spotify app. Um, As always, I say this is my opinion, the opinions of the owner of this podcast. And none of the items in this podcast are to be re-recorded or used in any fashion without the written permission of the owner. And lastly, I want to say stay safe and be well. Be well, stay safe. Wear your mask. I don't even want you don't want me on a tirade about the non-mask wearing people. (laughs) You got to do the best that you can. And um, thank you for listening. And please go to Amazon and look up Dorothy Huffman. I've got a whole boatload of journals up there. There'll be a gift there that'll appeal to either you or somebody that you love. Take care. Be well.